welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. Thank you once again for joining me. And to new people, welcome. Welcome. You can find all my content on the Twitters, the Grams, at RMK Madness, or check me out on the tubes. The tubes. The tubes. Yes. Believe that's under Mad Chatter MK. I say I believe. Anyway, once again, welcome. Thank you for joining. I hope everyone's week was well. And I hope you're ready for the weekend, because I fucking know I am. Damn it all. It's been a long week, I tell you, for me. It has. It's been insane. So I'm ready. Ready for the weekend. Ready for some week five. And don't forget, check out my writing skills, by the way. Do some articles for theplayerprofiler.com. The Road Underworld. Please, check it out. My newest article came out yesterday. Wait, what the hell is today? Oh, we're recording Friday night. <laughs> I was trying to figure, oh, there's some behind the scenes. Hey, you know, complete, complete transparency here. As I tend to do, I record in the evening. Well, more late night, and then I put it out the next day. But a lot of times, I try and keep it so that I'm talking like it's the next day, the day it gets released. And sometimes I slip up. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what the hell day am I releasing this on? Oh, oh yeah, because normally I hook it up on the Friday. But we're going Saturday. See, I think I'm changing my schedule up with just... How everything tends to play out because I can't really do my Friday pod on a Friday because I won't have all the injury information and I suppose I could and just tell everybody to check my infirmary report. That's really what I should do. What the hell am I doing waiting till Friday night? Anyway, psh, psh, psh. Saturday's a good day. Good day to check out the pod. Fuck it. Anyways, anyways, newest article out at see at playerprofiler.com. We got this metric of the week series going, and this week it was my turn. And I went with average depth of target, otherwise known as A dot. Yes, because I like the A dot. And I tell you what, you need to check out this article. I'm not gonna go deep into it because I would like you to just go read the fucking thing. But A dot can be a very good indicator of future production. When you look at, so far, quarter mark through the season, you look at the top receivers, the top 12. Nine of the 12 have an A dot over 10 yards. That's good. The depth of the target, they're getting deeper targets. Their routes that they're running are deeper. Of course, the other three, and some of them are a combination, is Yak. Now, Yak, if you're ha averaging a lot of Yak, because it's not great for one game, that's a small sample, but someone like DeAndre Hopkins, he's averaging a lot of Yak, which is yards after catch, of course. And so that's helping him out a lot, because he's got a piss-poor A dot. But he gets so much yak 
it makes up for the lack of yards in his routes. But, again, you look at these guys with that, and it's not all of them. The target's got to be up there a little bit too, right? I mean, if you have a 25-yard A dot, but you're only getting two targets a game, eh. But you look at a name like mm, DK Matt, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> DK Metcalf. If you look at Metcalf, Mr. DK, if you look at him, I wonder if that's short for Donkey Kong. I know it's not. It's not. But that'd be cool. Metcalf, he's right up there. He's number two. In standard leagues, number eight in PPR leagues, overall scoring, okay. He's getting plenty of targets, but he's also way up there in A dot. Very high. A 16 yard was 16.9 yard dot. No, that was Calvin Ridley. <laughs> it go read the article. Just go read the fucking article. Jeez. Anyway. Let's get into it. Because we hey, we got a lot of shit to talk about, right? Holy bananas. What the fuck is going on? The NFL is going crazy on us. A little bit, I would say. Just a little bit. Right? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But we got a lot going on. I mean, it's almost like there's musical chairs being played. Uh, well, first of all, Particularly with the schedule. I mean, to begin, what a shit plan the fucking NFL had for this fucking pandemic. There was no way they were ever going to try and figure out the bubble situation. They could have done it, maybe. Logistically, it's much more complicated just because the amount of players and staff per team compared to, you know, the NBA and the NHL, which were both in bubbles. It's just, it's not ideal. So they have to keep doing what they're doing. But, like, is this really their plan? If something happens, then we'll just figure out how to move it or do this? Or, hey, if a team has to play with a, oh, like the fucking Patriots. See, this is another thing. The Titans got all these players with COVID and they're being, their game was postponed. There's a debate, is this kind of like being rewarded for having more people in COVID, but you don't want more people to get COVID. So if you do, then I guess, yeah, you get, you should postpone the game. But it, that does make it very unfair if you're like the Patriots who fucking one guy, the one guy you don't want to fucking test positive does. Fuck it, hey. Then you got to play a game with Brian Horder and Jared Stidham. And it, I don't, I don't want to see more of that. <laughs> but what a shit fucking plan. The NFL had. It, it, it drives me nuts. It really does. And I'm not even talking about because of fantasy football or as a football fan. Just the general idea that the ego behind them just like, yeah, we'll be fine. It's kind of what it feels like, right? They just we're going to, ah, we'll be fine. We're good. <laughs> That's what it fucking feels like. Ugh. Ugh. <sighs> 
So they've moved the New England-Denver game to Monday afternoon, essentially. I know it starts at like 3 here in Colorado, which is fine with me. I I don't do shit on Mondays, but try and prep my shit for shows or start writing. Like I don't, Mondays are usually kind of chill day for me. And it's because that's kind of like Sunday and Monday is more my weekend than Saturday and Sunday. But anyway, and so I'm, I'm down for some afternoon football, but it, what the fuck are we doing here? The Titans are out of fucking control. They're up to like 20 some people between staff, players, everybody. 20 some people with this damn thing. They're supposed to play Buffalo. And it looks like they will, but now Buffalo was supposed to play Kansas City next Thursday. So their game couldn't be moved to Tuesday and then still play Thursday. That can't be possible. So now the Kansas City-Buffalo game has been moved to Sunday or Monday of week six. So we're still going to get that game week six. It just won't be on Thursday night. We may not get a game Thursday night. No, the fucking NFL it won't do that. They'll move somebody to Thursday night. You think? Maybe. I bet they fucking do. You know they will. They're not gonna have they're not gonna have a no game Thursday night, will they? They don't wanna miss out on that. On the cash. The cash. It's tough. So we'll get Buffalo, Tennessee. Probably, maybe, Tuesday. (laughs) Oh, the madness, the madness. And now, it is true that this does affect fantasy football, obviously, and not fantasy football managers. They have to play musical chairs with their fucking roster. Thankfully, there's not a shit ton of buys happening right now, or teams on buys. That there is bye weeks. Green Bay and Detroit, yes, they're off, which means no Kenny Galladay, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers. But that does mean Devontae Adams should be good for Week Six, I would think. Yeah, I would think so. He seemed to feel like he would be good for their last game. But anyway, I digress. So we got to play musical chairs with our rosters. Bye weeks are starting. You got COVID. You got the games being moved around. And a lot of leagues are trying to do stuff. And we've talked about this, I think, in the last pod. Where, you know, you name backup players and things like that. And I got to say, I get it, but I'm also not a huge fan. Because to me, it's like, hey... If you're not sure if that game is going to be played or not, it's kind of like having a player that's questionable. Like, you don't know if they're going to play or not. So do you risk it? Do you have a backup plan? Someone you can switch in there? Or do you risk it? Or how about you just bench that play? I just, I can see both sides. But the whole naming the backups and shit like that seems like such a... So everybody's wondering about the Buffalo-Tennessee game, and that makes sense. 
But hopefully we get it. And you know what? I'll, I'll take some fucking Tuesday football as well. So don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. There's too much fucking football to watch on Sunday anyway. Although I do love me. I have become addicted to the red zone. I do love me some red zone. That is some great shit. But I can't watch all the football at once. Sands red zone. In that fashion. So I can't be... So I'm okay spreading it out a little bit. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'll take another Monday with two two games. And I'll take a Tuesday with a game. That may mean we don't get a game Thursday, though, which is kind of a bummer. But I bet you they find a way to fucking do it. I bet you they do. It's musical chairs. It, 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 it's really... Also, kind of like putting a puzzle together, right? Because it's like, oh, well, this guy. I have to put him here. He's for sure playing. So let's put him here. Okay. And then over here in the flex spot. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) Because here's the thing. Take the Patriots, for example. You have all these players that were around Cam Newton. And then, you know, Stephon Gilmore tested positive, and he was out there playing a game. It's just, like, there's an incubation period, people. Again, piss poor plan, but whatever. Whatever. In positive COVID news pertaining to football... Cam Newton may be cleared to practice Saturday, which would be fantastic. I would love it so much. I would, I would, I would. I would, I would, I would. Because, as I was saying previously, I just can't take any more of Brian Hoyer or Jared Stidham. I just, I, I just can't do it. So, please, give us Cam Newton. Yes. Well, we really got to get into just the thick of it then, because there's still a lot to talk about, right? Thursday night football. Thursday night football. It was all right. Not bad. I I enjoy watching pissed off Tom Brady. It makes me laugh. Tom Brady being pissed off makes me laugh. And there comes a point, though, when you realize, like, if Cam Newton was doing that shit, mm, mm, boy, the, and girl, man, woman, the fucking haters would come out. Guaranteed. But for Tom Brady, just that competitive spirit. Yeah. Doesn't fucking make sense, does it? Oh, but you're right. There's no inequality in this country whatsoever. Okay. 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 Anyway. (laughs) Back on track. Thursday Night Football. Apologies. (laughs) The Bears took it. That's Soldier Field. They won 20-19. And really, 
the Bucks had a chance to win it. And you thought it was going to happen because that's just what Brady does. He drives it down the field, he'll win a game. <clears throat> that's what Brady does. <clears throat> but he did not. He ran out of downs. And he didn't realize that he ran out of the downs. I <laughs> Brady, pe- people want to call it a senior moment. Like that dude, for a guy that's like, I'm going to beat Father Time. Like this guy is losing his fucking marbles. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. I shouldn't be laughing. This is a very serious situation. Tom Brady is losing his goddamn mind. I just was looking at the TV and it was holding up his fingers like, this is fourth down. <laughs> this is fourth down. No, bro. No. It's, it's not fourth down. <laughs> anyway. He had to do it with no Chris Godwin, no O.J. Howard. Mike Evans was beat to shit. He went four, five for 41 and one, though. You glad he got that fucking touchdown, aren't you? Ronald Jones was solid. No TDs for him, but he went 17 for 106. And he had three catches for 19 yards to boot. To boot. Tyler Johnson's kind of the story. Six targets, four receptions, 61 yards. Leading receiver on the team. I was wondering when we might see him. No Justin Watson. Hmm, makes sense. Also because eh, no O.J. Howard. That's something I missed there. I should have thought of Tyler Johnson. You take a, away O.J. Howard. Doesn't necessarily mean that the tight uh, or a tight end will be the one that's benefiting from that. It's not always the case. Could be another receiver. Like a Tyler Johnson. Situation needs monitoring. Although Cameron Bray did have six targets, five catches, 44 yards. And interesting that also Gronk. Gronk had six targets. But he only had three receptions. And not very many yards. So you look at it. And really, Tyler Johnson could become a weapon. But so could Cameron Braid as well. There's no reason. But we'll have to see. Because when Chris Godwin comes back, it's going to be the Evans and Godwin show again, I do believe. But a third one might be able to thrive. Could it be Tyler Johnson? We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. He made a little bit of a mark Thursday night. I'll say that much. For the Bears, I don't, I don't, I don't even really, like, I'm glad Foles is playing for them. But, like, and I understand the Buccaneers' defense is pretty good. But I, I would like to see... <laughs> I would like to see a little more from Nick Foles. <laughs> he didn't give you much. Won the game. Uh, but that offense was not great. 
Sands, Allen Robinson. Despite no touchdown, 90 yards, 10 targets, 19 points. Thank you, A-Rob. And there were some people questioning if he'd be able to maintain. Well, I guess in non-PPR leagues, he's probably a little more down there. Right? A-Rob. That 10 points helps. <laughs> 10 points helps. But other than that, not a whole lot. I mean, Montgomery got a touchdown. Like it, but nothing. You can get shit for rushing yards. They just... Like, the offense isn't great, but the defense is playing pretty well. And Nick Foles is managing the games much better than Trubisky. But he's got to pick it up. He's got to pick it up. I'd say the entire offense does, too. And fuck, man, they need something more from the run game. Whatever it is, this ain't it. This ain't it, Chicago. Okay. Before we get into the week five madness, talk prognosis and whatnot, we got to do a little bit of week five infirmary, right? Kind of know where some of these banged up players are at with their recovery, right? So we begin with those who are IR bound. And this is unfortunate, but it also provides opportunity. We know that Sonny Michelle is now on IR. Big opportunity for Damian Harris. I know, I know, the big question mark. He can't catch fucking passes. Or maybe it's not even that he can't. It's he's not getting any passes, right? He's not getting any targets. But he did go for 100 yards at about six a clip. Now, again, there's a little caveat to that. One was a 40-some yard run. But he's looked good. And he was making a lot of noise in camp. And I really think it's just going to be Rex Burkhead that is affected by this. And he still had some targets in the game and a couple carries. But I think his snaps will go down. And this is really going to become the Damian Harris and, and, and James White show. That's right. And I actually have an article coming out about this tomorrow along with the infirmary report, per usual. So make sure to pay attention for all my stuff. I know three articles in two days will be coming out. Fuck yeah. I'm on it this week. That's what I'm saying. I've had a crazy busy week, and I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> ah, anyway. So yeah. Definitely bump up your Damian Harris. If you're in a standard league, redraft league, could be out there on the wire. Although, if you listen to me, you would have done got him a week or two ago. Right? Right? Okay. Nick Chubb. We know he got banged up. Now, a lot of people went after Duranus Johnson because he kicked ass on Sunday. But he won't kick ass this Sunday. It's going to be the Kareem Hunt show. Okay. And if not, I do believe that... Dontrell Hilliard is actually the better back. Now, we'll see what happens. Dontrell Hilliard was always the guy. That third guy. Second, even second at one point in time. But that was, it was always him. Stefanski and this new coaching staff, the one that came in, 
and they cut Hilliard and then put him on the practice squad. And he impressed so much, they liked what he did. You know, they're going to use him. So we'll see. Now, if Dearness Johnson goes out there and goes ham again, we're going to have to take him a little bit more serious. But I'd be surprised. If anything, I think we'll see more Cream Hunt. Which is good for you, Cream Hunt owners. I don't have much of them. I tried. I've tried. I've tried. But I also... I, I, I have a hard time. People with that kind of record, you know what I mean. Abusive stuff. I got a very hard time having those people on my team anyway. So it's better this way. Like Darius guys, I cut him outright across the board. And there's some people that picked him up. I don't care. I don't even care. And if you really want to get into the football part of it, when the fuck is he ever going to come back? Because even when he comes back, he's getting suspended. And then a team has to take a chance on him. And then he has to get to that team after his suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see, as I do like to say. But <laughs> Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness gracious. And Stephen Sims, the once sleeper wide receiver of some, of the Washington Foreskins, well, he is placed on IR as well. Now we move to the players that will be missing this Sunday. We begin with K.J. Hamler of the Denver Broncos. He's got a hamstring. Brian Edwards. He's got the ankle and the foot. Sam Darnold developed a shoulder injury. He's going to be out. Joe Flacco is fucking starting. This is going to be terrible for Joe Flacco. Or he's going to go out there and ball somehow. Because he's bad. And people will be like, what the fuck's wrong with Sam <laughs> Oh, man. That's, that's, that could get crazy. That could get crazy. You got Sean Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, out for the Eagles. And then, doubtful to play, Noah Fant for the Broncos. Got the ankle injury. And then Brashad Perriman, same type of injury for the Jets. And then you got Chris Hogan questionable. I mean, who the fuck is Joe Flacco going to throw to? Never mind. I'm not worried about him having a good game. <laughs> he wasn't very good before. Anyway. <laughs> then you move on to the questionables. Like I mentioned, Chris Hogan of the Jets. And then we got Julio Jones. Looks like he's a game-time decision. It's a bit iffy here. But don't forget the name. Zacchaeus, that's right, leading receiver of the Falcons last week. Now, that won't happen again. Calvin Ridley ball out this time. I guarantee Calvin Ridley have a game. But Zacchaeus could be that second leading receiver. Just pay attention. Might not be a bad idea to flex that motherfucker. Anyway. Okay, okay, okay. Lamar Jackson. Marquise Brown. Mark Andrews, all questionable. I imagine they're trending towards playing. The, really, Marquise Brown seems to be the most questionable one, but he's got full participation. They should, they should all be good to go. 
John Brown, Zach Moss for the Bills. Uh, this, again, will be on Tuesday, so I would say stay tuned, if you know what I mean. Joe Mixon developed a, a shin injury, but it sounds like he's going to be just fine. He, Drew Locke, we may see him Monday afternoon. Yeah, that would be great. He's been practicing a little bit. They're not ruling him out for the game. So let's see. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Now, okay, now, <clears throat> now I'm starting to say this shit too much. I got to chill the fuck out. Got to chill the fuck out. Mike Williams of the Chargers. He's got the hamstring injury. He is questionable. Henry Ruggs. I would really like to see him get out there. He's been dealing with the knee and the hammy shit. He's questionable. Julian Edelman's questionable as well. But you know his deal. He's fucking questionable every week. He'll be fine. Michael Thomas, Jared Cook, them boys play Monday night. Saints, Chargers. So, that's the game, right? <laughs> and so you got to stay tuned for that one as well. But I think there's a chance Mr. Michael Thomas plays, and once he does, it's kind of a bummer for Traquan Smith because he'll likely go back to not doing very much. Is what it is. I know. It's, it's, it's not fair. It's not fair. No! I know. <laughs> anyway, for the San Francisco 49ers, you got uh, Debo Samuel, who's got an illness. Got to make sure he doesn't have COVID. And Raheem Mostert, who's been out with the knee injury. Sounds like he's closer to playing, so we'll monitor that because if he comes back, no, I'd say you could. Say, I was gonna say maybe back off of McKinnon a little bit, but no, because they're not. I doubt he'd come back, and they're gonna give him a full workload. And there's no Tevin Coleman, so they're gonna use another guy. And McKinnon was pretty good the first couple of games of the year with hardly any touches. He made the most of them, so. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. Carlos Hyde, questionable with the shoulder injury. There's a good chance he sits another week and we get some more Travis Homa time. Travis Homa, although he didn't do a ton. He did get a touchdown. Don't forget that. I was just happy to see it, man. I was just happy to see it for him. And then A.J. Brown, should the Titans and the Bills play, well, he... He might also been dealing with that bone bruise on the knee, but he's been limited in practice. So we'll, we'll watch out that situation. <laughs> I tried to bypass it there, but you you all knew. If you knew, if you were listening, you know, you knew what was happening. You do. Anyway, that's what we got. That's what we got for the infirmary. It's just like a train wreck. Everything that's going on between the COVID and the... I know. I know. So what the fuck? <laughs> Week five a madness. That's right. Let's get into it. So for my prognosis, <clears throat> I do believe the cards bounce back. I believe they get... A W 
under their belt again. Because they lost to the Lions. And then it was that they got beat by last week. But a couple of games, you expected, oh, the Panthers, you expected them to win. But the Panthers look like they're finally starting to get in their groove, and that's a good offense to be, you know, that's exciting offense. Teddy B's playing great. It, it's just good stuff. So, you know, eh, we'll give it to you, Cardinals, on the Panthers one. But, you know, Kenyon Drake's struggling, and I do believe he'll continue. Because I think with his struggles, we'll slowly but surely see a little more Chase Edmonds. And now that Christian Kirk is back in the fold and healthy, I, I just think this offense will get going. And it's a good matchup. Fuck, who did I pick? <laughs> I was like, what? Wait, why did I not write down who they were? The Jets. Exactly. So forgetful. <laughs> With Joe Flacco starting and no receivers, although it does sound like maybe Le'Veon Bell will be back. Flacco's just going to dump it off to Bell all game. Might not be bad for fantasy. If Bell can do something. But I definitely like Chase Edmonds. And beyond the obvious of DeAndre Hopkins, I do like Christian Kirk this week. And I do think it's a bounce back game for him and they get the win. Moving on. Pittsburgh is going to thump Philadelphia. Philadelphia is still kind of... Banged up. I realize they had a good game last week. Yeah, against a really banged up 49ers team. Who didn't even have their starting quarterback? And Nick Mullins was... Uh... So, I think it's going to be a much different story against this rested Pittsburgh team. And I know Big Ben made the comment that it's getting a little frustrating getting into your groove and then you got to stop but it's just like a bye week man and i know they haven't got to practice like normal nothing about this year is going to be normal but i do believe the steelers are going to be just fine so play your juju play your deontay johnson play your james connor play your eric ebron because they will be just fine this sunday but i don't know so much about the eagles because that Steelers D is pretty good. I'm a little concerned about Miles Sanders just because he he, he can't do everything and the defense is going to key on him knowing that he's kind of the one major weapon they have. I mean, Greg Ward is fine. But you've heard me mention Travis, Travis Fulgham, yes? I talked about him at the beginning of the year when he was on the Lions, and the Lions cut him. And I was like, what the fuck? And here we are, leading receiver last week for the Eagles. Now, maybe he gets another opportunity. Dude's player profile is sick. There's no reason. I, I'm not queefing or anything. That's just my water bottle. <laughs> I'm not, see, I'll show you. I'll show you. Well, I won't show all of you because some of you are listening. But for you watching, I'll show you. Actually, I should unscrew it a little bit. Otherwise, it will make those sounds again. Anyway. Ah, good old high-quality H2O. <sighs> yes. But yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on that game. Because 
I think it's going to be a welcome back Steelers kind of feeling. Because I'm always a little bit into the Steelers just because they're always great for fantasy, right? Most years. Last year was a little bit uh, but blip on the radar. <laughs> you know who else I love this week? James fucking Robinson. He's getting targets, man. He's running the ball. He's doing all the shit. Jags offense ain't bad. The Jags offense is not bad. Their defense is terrible. And that's kind of part of the problem. Right? But I do love James Robinson this week. And I think, even though the Jags offense is good, their defense is so terrible. And that's why... The Texans will get a win this week. They're first. I really thought they were going to get it against the shit-ass Vikings, but (laughs) Vikings offense was a little bit better. So, maybe with Bill O'Brien out the fucking door, everybody's able to relax a little bit and enjoy themselves and have fun. And when they do, I really think this is could be such a galvanizing thing for the Texans. Now, maybe they don't take it all the way to the playoffs, but I could see them getting back into the race. They've got the talent there. But damn, it must have gotten to, to a point where it was really bad. If you got J.J. Watt fucking you. J.J. <laughs> Watt's a job. I'm a good guy. (laughs) So if you got him yelling at you, you must have fucked up. Bill O'Brien. Okay. Okay. I mean, already. I understand getting David Johnson, but to to trade away DeAndre... And I understand sometimes you got to make a move like that. But it just sounds like, really, everybody fucking hated Bill (laughs) O'Brien. Sounds like the gist of it. I also love all the Cowboys this week. I think Michael Gallup gets a little bit of a bounce back game. I think CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper continue to roll. The G-Men, decent against the run, but I think Zeke pounds it out anyway. I think this is a good game for the for the Cowboys, and I'm worried about the Giants. Now the good news is, Dallas doesn't have much of a defense. <laughs> Like Jacksonville, and I do think it's now you you got to do something Giants offense. You got another week of Devontae Freeman in there, so hopefully he can help a little bit with the run game, so that you can take some shots to Darius Slayton and Evan Ingram. Get this get this Giants offense rolling a little bit. They just need a little bit of a spark in the Dallas defense. It's a good chance it provides that spark because it's they're not that great anyway. Ah, the Colts and Browns game. Old Man Rivers versus the young brash Baker. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Both quarterbacks are gonna have to throw more because. Indy's defense is pretty good. But I think they're going to kind of put a little bit of a choke on the run game. Which is why I think Kareem Hunt's going to have a good game. Because he's going to be out there catching a shit ton of passes. I do think Baker's going to step it up. 
We're going to get another good Odell game. I think Jarvis is going to have a game. Maybe Austin Hoopa gets involved, yeah? And then I think that's going to force Phillip Rivers to kick some ass. And I think JT is going to have a fucking badass game. I think this is going to be a little bit more higher scoring. I'm excited for it. I like more Ali Cox in this game. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we finally get a T.Y. Hilton signing. I'm going to be honest. I've been kind of waiting for it all year, but I really think it comes this week. Speaking of high scoring, I do think we're going to get some shootouts. Two games I'm looking at. Carolina at Atlanta. Minnesota at Seattle. The Sunday night game. Because you've got Carolina, who seems like they have some good aspects to their defense, but they can be scored on. <clears throat> and the Falcons will likely do that because Matt Ryan's just going to sling it around. So I do believe this gets a lot of high scoring because, again, as I mentioned earlier, the Carolina offense is kind of coming into their own. Teddy B is playing really well. They've got playmakers. Mike Davis has been really good in place of Christian McCaffrey. That's some shit I got wrong. I didn't, I, I mean, I didn't think it'd be terrible, but I didn't think it'd be this good. And then Minnesota-Seattle, both teams. Once that had vaunted defenses, now reduced to rubble. Yes, that's right, rubble. Because they're just not very good anymore. Like some of these other defenses we talked How many good defenses really are there? Not very fucking many anymore. Jesus, it's terrible. I do like New England's defense. Mainly because Bill Belichick is behind it, and uh, he's the only one that can like really slow down Patrick Mahomes. It's crazy. Well, I don't know. The Chargers did a decent job of it. I take that back. I take that back. But anyway, these are two games that I am targeting the shit out of in daily fantasy. I'm just saying. Just saying. So play your studs. Those games gonna get high scoring. Excited, excited. And then some of the stuff that you know I've kind of got my eye on would be the Cincinnati Baltimore game. Since he's feeling good right now, they got a win. And and Baltimore is not as scary as they were last year. They are beatable. They do have some flaws, or I should say. Maybe the flaws. I, I don't know. Yeah, I just, they, there's something about them. They're not the dominant team they were last year. Not quite. They're still really good, though. Don't get me wrong. Not talking shit. <laughs> but Burrow versus Lamar. Looking forward to seeing that. Very much looking forward to seeing that. Washington. L.A. Rams. We got, on one side, Haskins being benched for fucking Kyle Allen. I mean, I could see... If you want to throw Alex Smith out there, see what he can do. But Kyle Allen? Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> no. And then on the other side, you have the return of Cam Akers, which I am so excited for. I am so excited for. And we'll see what happens. We'll see 
if he gets back into a bigger role. I also want to see if Las Vegas, you know, they've been kind of up and down. I want to see if they can compete with Kansas City, at least a little bit. Because Gruden's trying to put this team together in order to do just that. Henry Ruggs is coming back. That could make a huge difference. I'm very interested to see if that happens. Because Gruden really is trying, but the defense is struggling, and that offense is just inconsistent. So, I want to see. Come on, Vegas, show me something. Show me something. Chargers and Saints, I mentioned that before. I went, hey, Herbert and Pride let's see this shit. Let's see this shit. I'm hoping for Cam versus Locke. I really am. I hope Cam can practice Saturday so that he can play in the Monday night game. And I hope Drew Locke is cleared to play. Because that would be fun. That would be fun. I would really like that. I was kind of excited to see what Denver would do. And then boom. Drew Locke. Cortland Sutton. Even now, Drew Locke won't have Cortland Sutton. And Noah Faint's fucking hurt. And K.J. Hamler is out. Jerry Judy. It's Jerry Judy time. Jerry Judy. <laughs> and do you wonder, do, do we see Tua? Do you think we see Tua this week? I think we'll have one more week. Well, but we'll see. We might see Tua. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to call next week, though. I'm going to call next week, though. And Buffalo, Tennessee. Are we going to get your fucking game or not? Like, Tennessee. Titans, please. Get your shit together. Please. Why am I saying this? You don't need to hear from me. You know. You know. I'll shut up. I'm sorry. Tennessee will be happy to see you play football whenever that may be. <laughs> Oh, goodness, I know. You suck, you jackass. Game over, man. Game over. That is right. Game over. Pot overtime. Not overtime. It's game over, man. Pot over. Pot over, man. Pot over. So prepare yourself. Each and every one of you. Prepare yourself for the musical chairs that won't be stopping in the NFL. Because COVID's not going to go away. If anything, it's going to get worse as we enter the flu season. So I would say also prepare yourselves for fall. And, you know, the crazy... (laughs) This shit is about to get crazy. I'm just saying. That's my opinion. You already got right-wing groups trying to kidnap governors... You know these people are going to be hovering around polling places. Like, this is going to be a crazy election. We're getting into the flu season. Like, this is all very... Ah! So, prepare yourself. And also, like, back to fantasy football. (laughs) Sorry. Commissioners, you know, if you want to figure some stuff out. You know, we talked... Again, about the whole backups thing and shit like that. But, I mean, more 
What happens if we start getting games canceled because they can't postpone them, rearrange them? I mean, how do they expect to keep juggling this all year if this continues to happen? So, where's that go? There has to be something. Are they going to go to winning percentage? What's the deal? Are we going to get a shortened season, potentially? Who knows? Maybe they shorten the season, do a bubble playoffs. I don't know. I don't know. Bottom line, I'd say the whole situation is pretty fluid. So, just be prepared for that. <clears throat> Okay, let's close up shop. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm hungry. Very, very hungry. But I appreciate you listening. Each and every one of you. Very much so. Thank you for joining me. Don't forget to follow on the Twitters, on the Grams, at RMK Madness. <sighs> and hey, check out the Major League Baseball playoffs. They've been a lot of fun. I really, I barely get into baseball. I usually watch the playoffs, but this year, I've really enjoyed them. So check it out. I'm sure I've said that before. Anyway, anyway, as always, much love to you all. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad. Because all the best people are. <laughs> Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your football, and good luck in all your fantasy football endeavors. Yes, 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 yes. Enjoy and ta-ta for now. Laters! Welcome to the show.